Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and today I'm talking to myself, and uh, it's been a while. Uh, gosh, I haven't f- filmed, I don't know if you'd say filmed, recorded a, a more recent episode in probably three weeks or so. Since lockdown and everything happened about six weeks ago almost, things have been different. I've been trying different projects, uh, I'm trying to stay busy. I kind of refrained from recording anything new, although you wouldn't really know that. I, I release things out of order. I still have episodes from January I haven't released yet that have nothing to do with anything going on in the world. Um, but I wanted this one to be a little bit more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not poignant. Poignant isn't the word, though maybe it is uh, punctual about, I don't know. More topical, I guess, about what's been going on in the world. Uh, I've been trying not to make too many episodes about this because, like, it's everywhere as it is. But I really want to more talk about kind of what I've been going through. This is a little bit of about of, of an about me episode, but I wanted to talk specifically about a need versus a convenience, and uh, something that I've been kind of noticing. And I'm I'm wondering. I don't know if you ever had this problem, but it's kind of why my logo is what it is, where like your mind and your heart sometimes work together, and sometimes it's just like, nah, we think different things, where we, one understands something, one feels something, and they're always fighting each other. Uh, it's kind of where I've, I've been at, but let me kind of walk it back a little bit first, um, and kind of start by saying, um, before I get into anything, that I hope that you're all doing well. Uh, I know... Uh, some states are lifting their uh, quarantines a little bit. They're easing things up. Uh, gosh, I could go off all day about things that upset me about that. <laughs> That's another reason why I haven't touched this in a while. Is just because I haven't, uh, I haven't wanted to make myself angrier uh, or to piss anybody off with feelings I have about stuff that is going on and people's reactions and freedoms and rights and all the other stuff. I'm getting angry already. I'm scratching my neck. Ugh, I'm choking myself now. Okay, I'm not doing that. Okay, so, um, but first, I hope you're all doing well. I know this is hard uh, for people, but remember that it could be a lot worse. Remember, lockdown isn't the end. Um, there are people that are being locked down that don't want to be, uh, you know, long before this happened. Uh, there are people who are wrongfully in prison. There are people that were living in cages before all of this, you know, and I'm not trying to start an argument or anything, but I think it's important to I think privilege is something that everybody has, not just a white thing. I think that everybody has a certain level of privilege that one should check. And I just, I hope that you understand that this could be worse. And regardless of your situation, if you're able to listen to this right now, you at least have something, you know. Um, and I and I always say that what might be a molehill to somebody is a mountain to someone else. Uh, and I truly believe that. And I know that it might seem like the world is, everything's against you. You might be noticing right now that, Every bad thing that possibly could have happened is happening now. You know, like, oh, you know, I, I was late on a car payment. I lost my job. And, and you know, uh, just at that point, like, my girlfriend broke up with me or my lo- husband was leaving me or my kids are sick. Whatever it is, it might be feeling like everything is com- compounding on you right now. Uh, I, I know that that is so easy to get lost in and that miasma just swallows you. And that before you know it, you're lost in this quagmire of despair and just feel like you just, all you need is help, you know, and, and it's okay to ask for help. Um, but just try to hold on to just be grateful for what you do have, just whatever that may be. There's something, whether it's you still have a roof over your head, you still have a Wi-Fi. I know it's a big one for a lot of people if you got Wi-Fi uh, or at least data on your phone to connect with something of the outside world or to have a distraction. I think a lot of people take that for granted. Um, 
you know, I'm not trying to preach or anything, but like, it's what I've had to do. I'm a very social person. I'm somebody who is very much, I want to connect with you. I want to hug you. I want to shake your hand. I want to be your friend. I want to guide you. I want to teach you. I want to learn from you. I want to be in your company just to know that I'm there. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard for me not to, 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 to do any of those things. Um, fighting my instincts to hug every person I meet, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard. Uh, it's really hard. Uh, and, and I had a my first anxiety attack in years because it's not something that's common for me I've only experienced it I want to say once but it was over the course of a few days if I say twice or three times but like one period small period of my life I experienced it uh, which I might have recorded an episode about it actually Um, but it was enough vicariously through others in my own situation that I recognize it now and I just yesterday today you know what I'll tell you when I recorded this just to show you how long it's been it is May 1st <laughs> it is May 1st I think the last live I say live but more uh, relative to date episode I recorded was probably um, probably right before a lot uh, oh man it's probably been more than three or four weeks it's probably been about five weeks since I've, I've done this it's like sometime in March I think later March when I recorded an episode um And, uh, you know, just yesterday, uh, the end of April, I had uh, a moment where just my heart was pounding a lot when I woke up. I've been having a weird sleep schedule, as I'm sure many have. And I just, I wanted to, I started a volunteer thing, which is where I'm going to get to in this episode here in a minute. Um, But I couldn't focus on it. I couldn't go. I couldn't couldn't get get myself to to jump on and do the job, which I'll explain here. just my heart I still have it a little bit in my chest today it's like you know that feeling where like you have that stress bubble that's forming in in your chest and it just just feels like a xenomorph is gonna is gonna explode out of there any minute um and it was all too familiar and my hands were just a little clammy yesterday and I was like oh no like I recognize this I know what this is and I tried not to dwell on it too much because I know that the more you think about it the worse it can get so I distanced myself from it I socially distanced myself from it uh, and, you know, I reached out to the gal who was running the volunteer operation. I said, hey, I can't, you know, I can't really focus today and I don't want to interact with anybody through the volunteer network and give them a bad experience or to make them think ill of us or of me or of you. Um, I need to take a day, a mental health day and just step out, you know. And, you know, I've made it five and a half, six weeks without really having anything like that happen to me. So I'm very proud of myself for staying busy and staying distracted and trying to be be productive but I mean it's got to come I mean your nature is there and uh, at that point mine was just like I need to go outside I need to do something else need to watch a tv show play a video game whatever it is I don't even remember what I did time went by so quickly just because I had to just I went for a drive I just drove around the neighborhood for a while I drove to my old neighborhood and back just to uh feel like a sense of normalcy um you know Anyway, you know, I just wanted you to know that, like, I feel that too. I do. Uh, and everybody has it to different degrees based on their own stresses or their own personality uh, tendencies. But um, yesterday was mine, and it was, it was very hard um, to, you know, it, it's one of those things where you just, you, you know that it's normal and you know that it's okay, but it, you still feel shitty <laughs> because it's happening. Uh, you know, and I guess that's where, like, your logic fights your feelings, um, and they both have a place there during a a panic attack, or at least an anxiety flare-up, I guess I'll call it, 
where you're just like, okay, where am I? What am I doing? What you're feeling is okay, but like, don't stress out about it. Focus somewhere else. Talk yourself through it. I mean, that's what I do. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes I can't talk myself through it. I'm just real quick. I'm just like distraction. And I just like have bullet points of things like, all right, what are the things that like makes me not think about things? Let's go do that, <laughs> you know, and, and, and do it before I know that this thing starts to snowball into a terrible place. More often than not, anxiety gets me when I don't know where it's coming from. And it took me a while to realize it wasn't until after I was done being distracted and I knew that I was calmer to think about like, all right, why did that happen? Is it because I'm in isolation? Uh, and I think that was part of it. But I think another part of it is coming from what this episode is about. So it took me eight and a half minutes, but I'm here now, folks, to tell you where this anxiety came from, okay? And I'm almost positive that this is where it is. It's a two-part thing that I can think of. So one of them, uh, I just take, just take a step back. You know, I have roommates uh, who are immune compromised to some degree, and um, they've been very nervous when I would go to my old studio and just hang there for a while just to get out of the house. That was something that I would do. And they said, you know what, and I've been looking for volunteer opportunities, and I spent weeks, I'd say like a week and a half, I don't want to say a full two weeks, but a lot of time, days on end, messaging and calling places to see what I could do to help. They expressed a concern that if I were to go and deliver food to people or to go and like work at animal shelters or whatever, they were very concerned that I would be bringing more germs in, uh, possibility of of bringing germs in to infect them. And that that I was very conflicted for a while because I was trying to be very understanding. But, you know, my heart was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. I need to, I need to help. I can't sit here. I, I won't sit here. Like, I, I was very defiant. I was like, I won't just n- do nothing. I have to. I have to do something. So I was trying to find the safest way for me to participate to do something. Um, and then ultimately, what I ended up finding, because I, I, I responded to a lot of places and either got rejected or they were full or they shut down or people didn't get back to me, uh, which was really also just very alarming where... I was very happy to hear like, oh, hey, you know what? Our volunteer lists were full. We can't support any more people. Great. That's great news. Uh, Awesome. Congratulations for being a very hard-hitting pillar of the community. Another place was just like, nah, we're not doing it. Yeah. You know, bigger names too are in the area where I'm just like, what do you mean you're not doing anything? What do you mean you're... What is this? Um, And others just wouldn't get back to me because they were busy or, or whatever. Uh, and then one gal uh, responded to an email that I sent her. Um, and then when I responded back, I didn't hear anything for a few days. And I thought, you know what? I, I can't take this one lying down. I got to try. And I sent her one more message. I said, hey, you're probably busy. I just want you to know this isn't just me reaching out and then just getting bored and being like, oh, I'm done being excited about helping the community, which happens. Um, I was like, please reach out to me. I know that I can help you. What can I do? Tell, whatever you need me to do, tell me what I can do. And so... She got back to me and described that, you know, she could use help with me connecting people to other people um, who have food, have food supplies and, 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 and uh, just overall essential supplies for people. And so I said, yeah, I can do that. That like kills two birds, one stone. Number one, I can do that remotely. Um, I can call people and reach out to them and connect them to different distributors without having to leave my home, which suffices for my roommates can... Um, concern which was hey don't bring stuff into the home so bing bada boom like I, I can do both i can help feed people and help keep them safe holy crap like okay great it's not exactly what i thought i was going to be doing but hey it helps it helps that's what i want to do i need to help um and so i started doing that and i've been doing that for a few weeks now 
so much so that I've been getting a little bit more responsibility and getting some more, um, you know, outreach uh, and some more trust. Uh, and I'm even training some folks and, and answering more volunteers' questions, which it feels good. It feels good to know that somebody that somebody trusts you and, and can count on you. Um, so I've been doing this for a while, and I've been getting different calls from different people who want things. You know, and usually I'd be like, hey, there's a food bank nearby, and I can get somebody to deliver it for you to go pick it up for you in a couple of days or tomorrow. And other times it's like, hey, there's a couple of kitchens that I know that are that are delivering food or handing out food. Let me get you set up with them. Or maybe I can get one of the, the other, other volunteers that I know to, to go and get it for you to, for tonight or tomorrow. Um, and overall, it's been all right. And you get people who want food, who want, like, grocery-specific things, and there are pl- places that I can redirect them to who might be able to go specifically grocery shop for them but I mean that's also a danger that volunteers will put themselves into constantly be going into German infested stores possibly German infested stores well let's just face it they're German infested stores but COVID we don't know um uh and going and 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 risking their butts to go and get you groceries um and you know and, and overall it's been okay but like I can't help but I have gotten to a point where I can, I understand more how people who work, not specifically in just a random service industry, but like in more specific, uh, you know, you know how like when you watch a cop movie or a cop TV show and there's like, there's always that grizzled veteran that's just bitter or that doctor show where there's a doctor just like, ah, well, you know, people are going to die. People die, you know, and, and there's not much we can do. You know, like the people that you know just are jaded. I can see how if you work in like social work or if you work in businesses like that or, or public safety, how you can become better, you know, and, and, and in the medical field, especially nowadays, like I can get it how they, whether you agree with them politically, religiously, or or if you know this person went out and did something stupid and got infected and came in and, you know, you treat them all equally. Um, you know, I get how one can feel drained or bitter or just exhausted as a person emotionally and physically. Um, and I'm feeling that to a little bit of a degree. I'm not trying to say that mine is comparable, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a contest. It's also something that you have to learn is it's not a contest. Uh, but, you know, I've been getting requests and like, there's a part of me that it, my, my mind and my heart are battling again. And I've been having this struggle for a while where I'm thinking like, just because I understand where you're coming from, just because I understand what you're doing, just because I understand why you're saying what you're saying or why you're doing what you're doing, does that make it okay? You know, like my heart says, help these people. You gotta, you have to, like, this is it. Like they're relying upon you. Get out there. And my mind is like, but wait a second. You know, do you jump on everything? Do you, do you, do you serve everybody the same way? You know, if, because there are people that are in different situations and well, I guess I should just explain like a, an example where, well, let me give you a more extreme example of something that's not related to what I'm doing to give you some perspective. So I'm somebody who will feel bad for the murderer that is in jail, you know, because like you look at them and like if you know their history, yeah, they talk about, oh, well, so-and-so grew up abused and, and, and hurt and stabbed and, and cigarette burned out on them and, and he turned out to be somebody who did that to other people and ultimately murdered them because of their upbringing. And you think that sucks that that's what you had. That's what your life was. That's how you grew up. You grew up in fear. You grew up thinking that was normal. And I can relate to some of that, not not exactly all that, but some of that where you think certain weird things, certain abusive things you grew up with, you think that's just what people go through every day until you realize that they don't. Um, 
you know, and, and the internet wasn't as big or fast when I was a kid. So like even then, you're just like, oh, this is normal. Um, until you talk to your friends or you go to your friend's house and it's not. But in these, like in a case that's a lot more extreme, somebody like me thinks, I feel for you. That sucks. You didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Like that is where you are and this is what became of you and that's what you thought was what you were supposed to do with the energies and emotions that you were raised with and, and, and given. And so I think like that sucks that this human turned into that because of what other people did to you. Um, and so I feel bad, even though you did terrible, awful things to people. You hurt them, you abused them, you tortured them, you murdered them, you just unmarked graves, you know, all those things. But yet my, my mind and my heart fight because my heart's just like, I think, I don't really know how to describe it because my heart still feels regardless. It wants to feel. But my brain, I think, is one that's conflicted on two ends and then translates that to my heart. Where on one end, my brain's like, I understand. I get it. I get how you could have become this thing. And then it questions, should I feel for you? Should I care? Because I know what you did. I know what you did. But on the other hand, I think that's where my heart kind of jumps in a little bit. It's like, I understand that you're all these things awful to you. Like, I still feel badly for you. I still bleed for you. I would still take a bullet for you, you know? So, like, my my brain fights and so with my heart. And so in this instance, you know, I have a few examples. I'm not going to use any names or, or what the organization is that I work for or anything. Um, but I have people who call in who tell you that they have nothing uh you know like I, I had a gal call she said I'm calling you know she left me a, a voicemail where she was crying um very very hard on the phone and immediately my brain goes a woman crying I have to help her like she you know I haven't had anybody cry on the phone before so I rushed to her aid and I called her first and I said what can I do to help you I'm here to save you and she's you know and in the voicemail she said oh well my my fiance or uh, it was her boyfriend maybe my boyfriend left me uh, with with my you know I'm pregnant and she he left me and took the last of my money and, and left and I have nothing and I can't get food for myself and you know I'm pregnant and I don't know what to do um, and so I called her and I said hey what how can I help you out what's going on what you know tell me more about your situation and then it turns out she says oh well I threw my boyfriend out and I was like and I wanted to say, well, you said you that he left you, that he left and took all your money. And she, you know, she, she went on to say, well, I threw him out because, you know, we got into a fight and I just told him he needed to get out. So now, you know, I don't, you know, he drives, I don't. So I don't know how I'm going to get food. And so I was like, you know, and I, I would just wanted to give her the benefit. I was like, all right, well, that's, that's a thing between you and everybody has their own perceptions, whatever. So I went on and I said, all right, well, how many people are we trying to feed? Sounds like, sounds like just you, right? She says, well, two. No, three. And I was like, well, how many people are in your home? She says, well, just me right now, but I'm sure my boyfriend's going to come back. You know, I, I mean, I think he's coming back later on today, actually. And again, I want to be like, what do you mean you think he's coming back later on today? Um, you threw him out. Like, are you planning on inviting him back in? Like, what is this? Um, you know, she was crying on the phone earlier, but maybe she was just crying because she got done fighting. And some people just cry after they fight, even if they don't feel bad. They just, when you get your emotions run high, your eyes, you, you cry. I don't know. But then when I said, well, how many people are looking to feed? Are we including your boyfriend? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I said, all right, well, how many of that? Two? She says, two. Well, three. I mean, I'm eating for two. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of factored it in. So I'll, I'll put, I put that in your notes already. So two adults. And she says, well, three. I mean, probably four. And I'm like, where are these numbers coming from? And she asked me, she says, well, if there's more people that need to be fed, does that mean we get more food? And I said, typically that's how it works, but we have to verify how many people are in your home. She says, oh, you have to verify it? And I said, yeah, and that's not technically true. Like, no one's going to come and, like, <laughs> do, do, the, do, the, do the census. But, um, but when I said, like, you know, we have to verify how many in your home because we have limited resources. And I said, you know, if you say four, we might not be able to get you resources for four people. She says, oh, well, in that case, just write down two. And like, it was, it was that, like that really punched me in the gut and I'm, I'm angry. I'm still angry about it, even though it happened days ago, you know, like, and I ended up still getting her supplies and setting her up with stuff, but I was, I was, I can't help, you know, I'd be honest if I didn't tell you, I was mad at her. Like, you know, I don't hate people, but I wanted to hate her then. Cause like, on one hand, I'm trying to understand, look, Maybe you you feel you don't have anything. Maybe you feel whether whether you know, I've had people call and say I have nothing, and then when I tell them what I can get for them, they get angry and say, "Well, I don't want that." And I'm thinking like, well, if you're in a situation where you don't have anything, I feel like you'd be grateful for whatever. And most people that I have served are grateful. They're like, "Yeah, I'll take whatever you can." And that's how you know. They're like, "Look, I will take what you can get for me." whatever you can get whether it's just a few canned items whether it's like a loaf of bread and i'm like i can get you more than like a loaf of bread i mean I, I just i mean resources are limited place distributors have limited supply but i'll i mean i'll get you something i mean and i know the whole system's broken it could be better but but i mean i'm just saying like personally i've had people just like be so grateful when you say i'll get you something anything you know um then you have the people that are very picky. Then you have people like that who just can't help be angry. And I almost didn't want to help her, but you know, again, like you, I I say these things because I understand. I feel like if I were a doctor, and like if I had some jerk off coming in sporting a MAGA hat, uh, you know, who who got sick from one of those rallies for being stupid, I'd still have to treat you. I'd still have to, be, even if I disagreed with you, and I do. Um, I'd still have to treat you for being dumb. And in this situation, I'm not saying this woman was being dumb, but I feel like she was being greedy. And one of the gals I work with who works in social work said, well, you know, you have to understand that sometimes people don't know, they might be used to not having much, so they don't know if they're gonna get something. So they may try to get more than they usually might think they get because they have to take advantage of this situation. And to a degree, I understand that. And I, you know, I get it where you're just like, oh man, if I haven't eaten in a while, I'm, I'm gonna ask for what I can because I don't know if I'm gonna get this opportunity again. I get that, I do. You know, and, and, I, and I've been trying to hear that echo in my mind as I do this. But also I think I've been burned a lot in other situations where you think like, oh, again, this is where my brain fights my heart was like, I understand that you might be more desperate and so you are, you might be lashing out or trying to manipulate the situation more just to get more but is that okay you know that that's where i'm i'm fighting myself on a regular basis is that okay should that be okay with me just because i understand it you know and then sometimes i'm like look i get it you're doing this and then maybe and i've had people calm down and call me back and be like hey listen i'm sorry i i was upset and uh, i took it out on you and i shouted at you because you could only get me so much i'm sorry I'll take what you can give me. I just, you know, I, 
this has been very stressful for me. Okay, cool. You know, and, and I understand that. And maybe I thought of that already before you called. Like, I'm just going to give you time to cool off. But I've had other people call. But, you know, we've had people reaching out quite a few times, wanting more and very specific things. Like, I had one woman call and say, oh, you know what? You guys helped me last week, but I need deodorant. Uh, could you guys get that for me today? And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not an essential for you. I was like, are you going anywhere? Are you going to work? Like, I mean, are you having guests over? No, I, you know, I just, you know, I just realized that I'm out. <laughs> And I'm like, well, ma'am, we're trying to, we have limited resources and supplies and, you know, uh, that's something that we're going to have to, you know, I'll put on the list, but I can't guarantee you'll get it this week. Well, why not? You delivered your, my stuff to me yesterday. I'm like, yeah, but we have other people other than you who need food to live, <laughs> to survive, to feed their families. You're a person of one. You're one person that wants deodorant or have families that haven't eaten in a day, you know? She says, well, I feel, you know, like, you know, you should put me on the list. Like, I don't see why somebody can't get it to me today or tomorrow. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'll put you on the list, but I can't guarantee anything right now because, you know, food is on a much higher priority. And then she had the balls to say, well, what if I also asked for food? Then could you get me my deodorant today? <laughs> and I was losing my patience at this point. And um, I just said, Ma'am, as I said, I'm going to do my best to get everything that you need, but there are other people that are also on the list before you since we already served you this week, and I can't guarantee that you won't get anything that you'll get anything until either late this week or early next week. So I said, you know, I mean, I apologize, but that's just where we are. We're a group of volunteers, it's a small outfit, and we have a lot of people that are that are asking for stuff and deodorant's not really high on the list right now. Uh, but if you want to make your request, fill them in on Friday and we'll see what we can get for you next week. And she hung up on me. <laughs> and um you know, I was I was a little I was a little cheesed, um, and then she just reached out thinking that somebody else was going to answer her, and then called back. And I answered, and we went through the whole song and dance again until ultimately she said, "Well, let me talk to somebody else." And I said, "Okay." Uh, and then we went through the whole thing, and then they ultimately just told us told us the same thing, ma'am. Deodorant's not high on our priority right now. Unless you're starving, we we just gave you like boxes of food yesterday. <laughs> we know that you're going to be okay for a little bit. You told us that you would be okay. You gave us your word. Again, I don't mean to sound like I'm bitching, but I'm just, I'm just trying, I understand. I wanted to record this because this is very, this has been a trying thing for me for quite a while now. And I think now that I've been part of this organization, I'm realizing that this is going to be a continuing problem for me until I find a way to resolve it. And I thought maybe talking it out might help. Um, and maybe other people might relate to this where... You know, I always play devil's advocate, and I'm sure I annoy my friends when they're complaining about something. And I said, well, maybe this happened. And I'm trying to do that for myself right now. Being like, maybe these people... I know that people are survivors, and they'll try to get what they can get. But I do know, which brings me to the crux, the topic of this, you know, what I want to bring this back around to, is I think there are people, and even the, the person who runs this outfit even said, you know, she appreciates that I ask a lot of questions to find out what people really need versus if if they just want things a need versus a want but i but she labeled it and i wanted to steal this from her because i think it's a good way to put it she said we need to find out if people are contacting us because of a convenience or because of a need and i thought that was a very smart way to put it a convenience versus a need like hey we know that you guys can get people that will bring us stuff you know are people calling out to us because they want a delivery or because they have a need because they have nothing like oh hey you know what i don't feel like going to the store will you guys go get me milk versus i have no milk i don't have no transportation 
you know, I'm immune compromised or I'm a senior and I just need to be careful. Can somebody help me? Um, and so that's part of my duty is to figure that out. And, um, you know, when, when I have somebody who has a grocery request and I'm like, you know, I have somebody who might be able to go get some food for you. Give me a small list. Then they give me a list of like Doritos and they have specific ones. Like, I don't like this brand. I want you to get me this brand. And, um, as opposed to just like, Hey, if you can get me like maybe, I don't know, some grapes and maybe some sort of protein and some bread and you know everybody always has the same milk eggs breads meats uh fruit (laughs) everybody has that same thing you know i appreciate to a a specific degree if you have dietary restrictions or if you're like keto diet or something or diabetic you have specific things but if someone's like cool ranch doritos and blah 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 and this kind of dip and some salsa and all this other stuff i'm like half this stuff is junk food like i almost don't want to put that on your list because like like, I don't think you understand. People are going into the world, into into these these possibly germ-infested, COVID-infested areas to get you this food, and you want them to get you Doritos? Like, that's what you want? And, and I think I think that kind of thing gets to me. And so, uh, you know, we also have access to these food distributors, these kitchens who cook a certain amount of meals a day, and they give them to the community, which I think is wonderful. I think that's the coolest thing that people are still going and working and and in their own businesses and making food X amount of meals per day and preparing it and sending it out. I think that's super selfless and and wonderful. Um, And, you know, sometimes you can offer that to people and say, hey, you know what? So-and-so is going to bring you your food on Saturday and maybe today's Thursday. And I'll say, what if I called one of the kitchens and got one of them to make you a couple of meals? How would that sound? And it'd say, oh, you mean like a delivery? And I'd say, yeah, I'm sure that we can organize to get someone to bring it out to you if you really don't have your transportation. And then and the one person says, okay, we'll have a pizza, two sets of wings, uh, and a two liter, you know, whatever you want to give us. And I'm like, that's not what we're doing. I am not a pizza delivery service. I'm asking you if you want me to get you some prepared, pre-made meals. <laughs> and they, you know, and they're just like, oh, like, you know, what do they have? And I said, actually, I'm not sure because the kitchens make something. They have different meals every day. They try to change it up. And sometimes you just have different supplies, so they might not be able to get the same things every day. Okay, well, can we get pizza? I'm like, I don't know. And they say, well, what's in the meals? And I said, I don't know. Now, at that point, they're not hearing me because, or they're not paying attention. Um, And, you know, that's where my frustrations come from. And I'm trying to let that out through this podcast today because I'm getting very frustrated. Um, And also because I do everything from from home. And so part of my anxiety is coming from these feelings where I don't want to resent people who... And I know that some of these people... You know, I should say most of these people are calling out of a need that certain habits come into that they might just be grasping at whatever they can get. I'm going to give them the benefit. But there are people who will take advantage of whatever they can because that's what they do. I have relatives that do that. I have friends, well, former friends that have done that. People that I know that they just manipulate the situation because that's what they do. That's how they survive. And again, does that make it okay? If somebody calls and gives me a sob story just so I can give them like a free meal or a box of food, like even though it's free and that's what the people are making anyway, other people could be using that because it is, you know, there is a scarcity to it. There's resources are limited and I, I, I wish more people would consider like hey you know what maybe I'm better off than I thought I was just because I don't have milk doesn't mean that I am destitute you know just because I don't have 
meat doesn't mean that I don't have other things I can make. You know, we, we all have those things in the back of our cupboards or in those drawers or in the back of the freezer or the fridge that just keeps getting shoved back there because we buy more delicious things or more immediate things that we can make right away. But if you're calling me because you want chicken nuggets versus cooking that chicken that you have in your freezer, like just cook your chicken, man, like you have it. Um, you know, and I, and I think that oftentimes you, you open up your drawers and you'll see those, you know, why did I get these old bags of tuna or these old cans of tuna? I don't want to make that. Well, hey, that's food, dude. If you're hungry, you're going to make it. You go and eat it. You better crack open that can opener or crack out that can opener, open that can and heat that bad boy up and have some tuna. Um, you know, and I think most people probably try to get to some degree of where that is before they call. Um, but I do know that there are people that will just manipulate it because they want a service as opposed to you know, having to do anything. And, and there are people that have called me that I've had to turn away and I, I hated to do it. But I would have them, you know, you trick them into saying what they actually have. And I had one lady start, well, I find that women usually call, even though there are men that are also involved, probably because women are a lot more approachable or whatever, just because the guys are lazy. Usually it's women that call. Not saying anything about that, but it's just something I notice. Or more often than not, it's the woman that's calling if she's in a couple or a family as opposed to the guy. Um, because you can hear the guy talking in the background telling her stuff to say, which is also annoying. Like, if you if you got something to say, pal, get on the phone. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I think... I think I get annoyed that, <laughs> that... That, you know, I had this lady who was saying, oh, you know, we don't have any... You know, we, we can't drive right now, and, and we can't go get groceries. Uh, you know, can we heard that you buy groceries. And usually what you do is, like, we have trained people who can, like, take your money or your through Cash App or, or your, your food stamp cards or whatever and go shop for you. Uh, and I've had people hang up on me when I said, oh, yeah, we can we can take your EBT card or we can take your we can have somebody who come take your money and go shop for you. They're like, oh, no, no, I want it for free. And they hang up. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if we're setting you up with a distributor, that's different. But I had a woman be like, oh, we don't drive right now. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was like... And somehow through the conversation, I can't remember how it was, but then she ended up saying that they do have a car, and that they do drive, they just didn't want to, you know. And it's like, I don't want to right now. And I said, are you guys immune compromised? Is anybody there uh, over 60? Are you guys, you know, no, no, we just don't, we just don't want to go out, you know. The, the stores are crowded. I'm like, well, this isn't like, if you can versus you can't, like, that's two different things. They're, you know, like, I don't, and I said, really, we should be, we need to be helping people who don't have the means, and it sounds to me like you have the means to go and get those things. And I said, I can provide you with some phone numbers to call to get you set up with food if you really don't want to go into the stores or whatever. But I was like, I'm not going to have a delivery person come out there when you are able to do it yourself. And, you know, it just, it sucks, but you have to, you have to conserve resources for people who really need it. And um, that's not to say that this isn't rewarding, I should say. Like, it very much is. I've spoken to wonderful people, very grateful people. I had one woman promise me an ice cream sundae <laughs> when the world gets back to normal. Um, you know, really grateful people who, who will send nice pictures of their dogs to like hey you know I was so grateful I wanted to send you a picture of my puppy or or whatever or I got my food I'm so grateful I recommended you to people I've had people make signs you know it, it, it is it's very nice it's very rewarding that, that people will reach out and and praise praise the help that they're getting um but but my anxiety came from from this conflict that I have of people who seem like they're trying to get something for nothing um as opposed to having a need it just frustrated me. But the other thing came from actually when my first panic attack came from years ago was when I've been at my desk like, for hours at a time. And, you know, um, a part of it might be isolation. 
But I think also just because I'm so used to when I'm working, I'm out and about, I'm with people. Where here I'm stuck at a desk and it's feeling too real, like this is my future. And as I want to keep volunteering, I want to keep working with this organization. I like them a lot. But I got to get out there at some point. I got to I gotta go see the people. I got to be in a location. I got to move. I got to interact. Uh, and I think being confined to my desk and feeling stiff and, and, and I'm trying to stretch more, not being outside as much, not seeing the world as much. I think it is starting to get to me and, and being at a desk I think I'm realizing again that like this is not the life I want this is not the job I want or I don't want to be at my computer for eight to nine hours a day I need to get out um you know and if this is the kind of work you you love bless you but like eventually like I gotta I gotta get out there so while I'm while I want to stick with this volunteer organization I definitely want to expand and get out and participate more when when some of these restrictions are lifted um but I've also learned, you know, on the positives, I know I've been kind of complaining a lot, but on the positives, I've learned that I like stuff like this. I like being able to help the community more than I thought that I could. My job beforehand was already very rewarding, but it's also for people who had the means to do it. Or if this is a way for me to help people who might not have means at all, or have limited means. And it's something I can learn from and, and get to know and get to know the communities more, because I'm still getting to know the, the greater area and the cities and the suburbs, uh, places I've never been. And it's a great opportunity, so I'm very grateful uh, to, to have it and to um, to have the, the opportunity, really, and the technology to do so, really. I mean, I, I try not to complain because I know that I have food and I have access and to transportation and a roof over my head. Um, and, and to this, to record this podcast to help alleviate some of the stressors that I've been feeling. Um, so thank you for coming on this journey with me. Uh, and listening to me kind of complain about some of these things but you know I just want to shine light on how easily it is how easily how easily one can become jaded or tainted or uh, even maybe confrontational Um, so be nice to people in the service industry folks whether they're your waitress waiter um, clerk (laughs) salesman whatever have you especially if you're talking to somebody in a volunteer organization because hey that's people giving you their time time is something that you know you can't pay me enough of sometimes because time is something you don't get back so you got to do something worthwhile with it and so just be mindful of that as well Um, and for those who are working in low-paying jobs like hey they're getting paid very little for valuable time and they're giving it to you so um, be patient but thank you again if you made it this far Uh, I know it's been a while since I've recorded something new again not that it would be reflected in my postings but um, just wanted to give something a little bit more on point um and um, so I do want to say uh, I've started working on another project alongside this one. It's another podcast. If you know anybody who's interested, I am, they are, I'm working with a, a smaller group of people who uh, we're doing, we're playing role-playing games, one called Dungeon World. Uh, now, if that's not your, your spiel, but if you like know somebody who likes it, or if you just like really good storytelling, if you like improv, if you like comedy, we're trying to make it as open to as many people as possible. You don't really have to understand the game to understand the acting that's going on with it. So it's kind of fun. It's pretty much like whose line is it anyway meets like nerd gaming. So hopefully, hopefully if you, if you like the sound of my voice enough, that maybe you'll want to go and check that out as well and listen to the group and see if you like it. It's a little bit of a different um, attitude and, and, and energy. So, but having said that from the bottom of my heart, thank you again. I can't thank you enough if you made it through this. Um, if you're one of those small group of people that's been supporting me through this whole endeavor you're wonderful you're awesome i you know i can't tell you anymore how much i care and appreciate you uh care for you and appreciate you so having said that wrapping this puppy up 
finally, it's probably the longest podcast I've recorded. Um, from the bottom of my heart, sincerely, I hope that you're taking care of your mind and taking care of your heart. And most importantly, taking care of each other. It's a dangerous world out there. It's a germy world out there. But we're going to get through it. <laughs>